welcome to another New Game Plus. This time, we're talking Aviary Attorney. And this is a full-on spoiler cast. We're going to be diving into just all aspects of the game. So if you haven't played it already, I highly recommend you check it out and then come back here. We're not going anywhere. Um, and it's a short game. It only take you a couple hours, and usually you can find it for pretty cheap um, on the Switch. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Bird puns galore here today, which really truly is in the spirit of this game, because this game is very punnable. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, set during a very interesting historical period, which I'm going to talk a little bit about in a bit here, um, in 1848 in France, um, you're playing as a bird attorney, of course, if you're an attorney, come on. Um, and it's obviously extremely inspired by Ace Attorney. Um, I mean, even to the point that it's AA, right? It's very much inspired, um, from that series. Um, and we all played it and we absolutely loved it, right? I mean, I'm not, I hope I'm not putting words in our mouth, but... <laughs> Right. Or beak. Right. Or beak. Yeah. Shoving words out of beak. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we want to start maybe just um, going through a little bit about like what our initial takes on the game were or like how we felt about it. Or even, Rick, how did you even find out about this game, actually? Because you're the one who introduced this to me and I think to Paula as well. So this game came across my... I think it was... Do you remember way back when Steam did like a discovery feed thing? Yeah. And in some of the older sale periods, like you had to go through your discovery feed to earn cards. Oh, okay. I think that's how this game came up to me when it was like newly released. Um, and it wasn't very expensive. So I have a feeling I, I bought it either at or close to full price, uh, which is unusual for me. Um, and it, it just, it grabbed my attention. It, for me, did what ace attorney does in a way that was much more palatable for me so mm-hmm. um long time listeners to the podcast on another ace attorney as a series for me i just struggle to suspend my disbelief to the point that i can fully engage with those games i totally get it it's just not for me uh mm-hmm. what avia attorney does is it packages it in a much smaller thing um the trials and the evidence gathering parts are much more concise <clears throat> and because the whole system is like obviously corrupt all the bollocks of the setup like feels internally consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that just works for me. Plus it's funny as balls. And, uh, <laughs> and the, the art is just so captivating. I feel like this is one that's worth jumping briefly back into. So this isn't actually something that they really drew themselves. They, um, and by they, I mean the developers, um, lent on the work of an artist called JJ Granville. And um, Which is where what the their Kickstarter name comes from, right? Nice, you know. Yes, JJ, yep. exactly, JJ Falcon. Um, so I'm reading directly from the Kickstarter page here. After having to abandon traditional newspaper caricatures due to government censorship, uh, Granville moved towards creating more whimsical and surreal lithographs for fiction writers. Uh, and among other works, he produced the bizarre drawings for, quote, the public and private life of animals. Um, and what the, what the devs did is they scanned artwork from those series and that's what they've pulled together and manipulated and moved around to um create the artwork for this game and they also it looks like uh lent on a, a composer whose name i'm about to fucking butcher uh camille Saint-Saint. i've absolutely balls that up i let me let me share that link, Alex, and you can you can do a better job of pronouncing that than i ever did um because it, it, yeah. it looks like there are only two like main um devs on the team that made it and the Kickstarter only raised about nineteen thousand pounds, 
But this is back in the days of Steam Greenlight, where mm. there wasn't really as much of a publishing thing. Obviously, they didn't have as much to uh, animate or compose, and the game is quite short to start with. So it feels like it was um, sort of bundled together on, on a shoestring, but in a way that's really, really cool. And, um, and I think that there is something of a, um, a scrapbook sort of pulled together um, air about this game, and there's something quite endearing about that as well. Yeah, and you know, it reminds me. Um, what was it? It reminds me a lot of the uh, the pro- the procession to cavalry game, right? Like cavalry in terms yeah, of how it's that, created. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And like, uh, there, like you know, this one is more. It's I wouldn't even call it black and white. It's more like black and beige, right? <laughs> so it's, it's like monochrome, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, whereas you know, ca- the road to cavalry ha- cavalry has the. Um, and that is always so hard to say. I always want to say cavalry, cavalry, but whatever. Cavalry, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it has like the different paintings that it's it's uh, repurposed. Whereas this one is using those kind of sketches and drawings. But yeah, it's very much in that same sense and same sort of. I would say a very similar sense of humor um, in terms mm. of those games as well. Um, sure. And then obviously, I brought it to our more recent attention <laughs> by buying Paula a copy for Christmas. So that probably brings yeah. us neatly onto what you thought of the game when you played it, Paula. First of all, the thing that stood out to me the most was the art. Mm. And now that I know the origin of such art, I think it just fits the overall narrative and the overall setting of the game. And I find it just amazing, especially like how they took the, the, the pictures of the, of the various characters of, and manipulate them in a way that fit the game. Mm-hmm. Like. I wouldn't have suspected that this wasn't like made made for the game if it if you didn't brought it, brought it up. So kudos to the to the people in charge of that operation right there. As you already said, the humor of this game is amazing. Like the various puns, the various references. There was even like a stepdaughter reference that is usually like on the Ace Authority series. And as you said, like the system was so clearly corrupted that we're already in spoiler territory, right? We okay, okay. This is why we're naming it the spoiler because I'm sorry. Um, the the big moment where it was like it dawned on me that it wasn't gonna be like your regular Ace Attorney game. It was when you 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 win the trial, and then you discover that the actual killer is the 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 cat you defended, and that blew my mind to the point that I had to stop playing and just had to contemplate what I have done right there. It's a phenomenal twist. It was a phenomenal twist. I. I didn't get the good ending and I forgot to look it up on YouTube. So, damn it. <laughs> but the very least, I can we'll say that I. But, yeah. <laughs> what I saw, like in the overall story, it was still very interesting and well, and very like well done. Hmm. So, I enjoyed this game like through and through. So, thank you very much, Rick. <laughs> You're very welcome. And Alex, you were prompted by us playing and talking about it to uh, 
to pick it up yourself and give it a play. Yeah, I mean, I knew like the minute I was like, oh, I actually remember the first time I saw this game, I was like, well, I'm going to buy that at some point. You know what I mean? Like it was like one of those things where I was like, yeah, obviously I'm going to play this at some point. Like Ace Attorney is like <laughs> one of my favorite series of all time. And I was like, oh, there's one about birds. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> um, but it was like, it was because you guys were talking about it and then like saw it on sale. And I have to say like, I'm going to, what I want to fill in a little bit on this is like talk a bit about the history that the game is playing with because it's actually playing with a really interesting period of time. And I will say it's totally fucking baloney in this game. Like it's, it's all made up. None of this is even remotely like what actually happened, but it's based on a true story kind of thing, basically. Hardly. It's more like based oh, okay. on an event <laughs> is more, is more what it is. Do you know what I mean? Like Great. it's like based Great. on an event happening in time because so to give you some idea, one of the big spoilers in the game of Twist is that J.J. Falcon is the grandson of Maximilien Robespierre, um, who, by the way, had no children. So <laughs> already you're like, that's not true. But Robespierre is really important, right? I mean, that's the French Revolution. Um, he's like one of the big spearheaders of... Um, often he gets labeled with like the terror and whatnot. But I always think that the big takeaway for the French Revolution is that like this is the first time really in Europe and particularly France where like the concept of no king happens <laughs> like you could imagine you like just i mean if we think today about like the way the u.s goes in and tries to like you know screw up um elections where countries are trying to become you know more socialist um this is essentially what happens in this time you have a country who's trying to become democratic and so all the other countries in europe are like well how about you f- go fuck yourself <laughs> Because they love kings, yeah. right? And yeah. they're like, I don't like this idea. And they successfully do that, right? Because like you get Napoleon who comes in um, at the tail end and he rules until 1815 because he actually, you know, he invades all over and he's trying to spread these kind of constitutional monarchies. But, you know, he's an emperor. So like there's still this authoritarianism in there. Um, but he gets deposed and then the king just comes back, right? Like you've got Louis the, uh, um, oh my God, which Louis is it who comes back? Sixteenth um, question mark. I 15? yeah, because the King Louis the Sixteenth is the one who was um, uh, um, executed. I'm pretty sure it was um, King Louis the Seventeenth. Yeah, who comes in? Um, yeah, because Sixteenth is the one who's executed uh, in France, and so Seventeen is the younger. It's as younger son of King Louis the Sixteenth and Marie Antoinette, and he um um. Yeah, and he becomes the Dauphin, right? Which is like the heir to the throne. Um, and he escapes. And then I'm pretty sure, no, I think he dies too. Oh God, I don't even know. Let so, us know in the comments down so below. So hard to remember. Um, ah, no, it's the 18th. He's the one who becomes the king. Um, yeah, because a lot of the family dies, but he is the brother of King Louis XVI. So, yeah, anyway, sorry, this is like a little more history than you need to know, but the 16th is killed, his family's killed, Marie Antoinette dies, his children, <laughs> bye-bye. Um, and so after Napoleon gets deposed, um, he comes back for this constitutional monarchy, and he he reigns till 1824, but it's his successor, um, actually it'll be after his successor, because you're going to have two successors, you'll have Charles the 10th, who's like around for like only like six years or so, and then you get Louis Le, Louis Philippe one and that's the king in this game and he was a real dude um but and he also Not wasn't penguin. yeah a real penguin he kind of looks like a penguin if you look at photos <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> um he um he didn't last very long like i mean i guess he did a little bit but when you think about it like 1830 to 1848 but 
he had like really terribly mismanaged um, the country. And similar to like what was happening with French Revolution, where like they had a few years where just like, essentially it was climate caused because like there was horrific um, weather that had essentially killed off crops within Europe. And so like prices of bread were absurd. Yeah. And people were just pissed at the king. Like it was just, and they were in all these wars overseas. Like they had so much debt. It was a nightmare. Um, And similarly in 1848, um, things have been quite mismanaged. Um, um, And so the people were, I'd say pretty rightfully, um, pissed because they had gone from this period in time where they had like rights and like voting and this point it was something like maybe one percent of the population held like franchise and like the ability to like vote and make decisions in the country so like it had all been rolled back um and uh it started in italy actually there was a a revolution in italy in january of 1848 and then it rolls into france in february of 1848 and it actually will go all over europe like Kings and monarchies are going to be deposed all across um, the uh, the continent. Russia is well, like all over the place. You're seeing massive, massive revolutions. Um, what's interesting, though, is that in this game, you have this big trial of King Louis, right? Which that never happened. But what actually happened is, I think, funnier. <laughs> so <laughs> King Louis knew what was fucking coming. He was like, shit (laughs) it was like not good and he actually abdicates the throne which he gets rid of it and he gives it to his nine-year-old nephew and he fucking leaves for for england and he lives there for the rest of his life yeah and dies in england yeah so he basically goes like hey nephew fuck you (laughs) like shoves him under the bus puts this little nine-year-old which i actually think um would have been very very funny to see uh, a fucking um, trial of a nine year old. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I would have played that. Um, but ultimately, the monarchy gets uh, just completely um, uh, gets completely like overthrown um, and gotten rid of, and it becomes a uh, there's like a provisional government. But then you will never believe who comes in to take over the day. One of fucking Napoleon's grandkids, I think, or kids. I can't remember if it's grandkid or kid. Um, but it's like Louis Napoleon or something or something Bonaparte. And he comes in and like, of course, um uh calls himself uh Emperor for Life. Napoleon the third, that was it. Yeah, Charles Louis Napoleon Bonaparte. Um he was the first president of France, right? From 1848 to 1852. But then he declares himself emperor for life and becomes emperor of France from 1852 to 1870. Um, and he was a nephew um, of France. And he's actually considered the last monarch of France. So mm. he'll be the last one after that. It, it turns into kind of more of the system that we know today. But it's like, so anyway, like all I knew is like as I was starting this game and they were like, it says something like January, or maybe it was like, does it start in 1847? I can't remember. I feel like it it's starts... January 1848. It's like January 5th, January 6th. Oh, no. Okay. It does it start January. Yeah. Yeah. And like when, when I saw that on the game, when I started, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I know we're about to hit fucking revolution time. Um, so I just think that's a really bold, interesting idea of like sending a game in the midst of revolution. In particular, sending it in a time when like, yeah, like courts aren't what we know of today right like the systems of laws it's more like i don't know okay well let's get into some flood stuff <laughs> but like when you think of nowadays like most of us consider courts to be um you know the prosecution being 
the state, right? Like the government is whatever. The state is the prosecution. Defense is like the individual citizen. But it's like, it's a much different system at this point, right? Like the prosecution is not even really the state. It's just like the king, right? (laughs) So you're like, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, like there's not much defense when you're up for, you know, like what do you... They don't really it's have a burden of proof. the modern problem, which is like mm-hmm. you are represented by the representation you can afford, and there is like a very, mm-hmm. um, cl- very class based economic aspect of justice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's sort of played out in this, where, um, oh, what's his name? The the fox who you find out is not in fact the prince oh, of Spain. Oh, Juan Creda, yeah, 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 Juan yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mm-hmm. or whatever, Herido, and, yeah. It's like, why are you even trying to defend him? And it's like, well, that's my job. Like, yeah. Money or no. And I suppose that's the interesting difference then where um, with uh, Lady Catalina, the first one, um, in theory, she could afford representation. She finds herself in a weird situation because it's like, I just need somebody. And it's less organized because it's less funny. Like you say, you're, you're, you're working against the might of the king and that whole structure. And I think mm-hmm. that's an interesting wrinkle. But then... I think what makes it very, very different, and this, again, going back to what I said before, this is where I feel like it makes a bit more sense to me, Nate Attorney. The judge always feels like, in the bits of those series that I've played, the judge feels like a weird sort of deus ex machina where, like, they make decisions that allow the story to happen. Um, And that definitely sort of happens here too, but also, like, the judge in the second case is a corrupt fucker who pushed the previous judge into the river and took his clothes and became judge for the day. And then rocks up again as, like, um a preacher on the run kind of thing and the setup is just so bizarre and lacking any real direction but again that that to a, a certain degree that was the situation with courts at that time they they were very different to the rather rigid idea that we know today in the western world yeah and i, I feel mean... like i very much meandered there but yeah <laughs> that's okay um i think something too that i find um what is it fascinating about this is like okay so like france at the time like when we think about our pie in the sky concept of justice these days right is like the reformation of criminals arguably do we do that no right like we're still pretty like punish 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 um But looking at France, what's interesting is that, like, in the 1700s, France is all, like, uh, torture convicts, right? Like, it's about torturing. um, And and this is, like, most of Europe at the time was, like, you know, let's, like, let's punish them or kill them, right? Um, And then the revolution comes along and they introduce this humanitarian thing called the guillotine, which I know sounds funny, but... It kills you easier than anything else. So the idea was it that is more a, humane, which yeah. is a very, very low bar to clear. Yeah, so yeah. I take that point. Yeah, but it, yeah, right. It was the humane way of killing someone because oh god. Anyway, it was brutal back in the day, man. If you ever want to like, if you ever want to depress yourself, just read about like execution methods because we all think like, how hard is it to kill a person? And you're like, pretty fucking hard <laughs> to kill a lot of them in a row. Yeah, <laughs> mother of all that is holy. But anyway, um, so then after like the revolution, the revolution introduces the idea of citizen judges, um. Because the point was that the people should judge each other. Obviously, that goes away pretty quick when the monarchy comes back. And they're like, no, no, no. (laughs) Because the citizens (laughs) would want me dead. (laughs) Um, 
but the, that's kind of like a revolutionary idea, right? And so like then the concept of juries coming around. Um, and so we see juries in this game. So like it is a thing that is like around at this point. Uh, though juries had kind of limited power at that time, right? Like I still feel like the con, like the, like, I don't know, the concept of justice was still like really, really loose. And like, I feel like throughout the 1800s in general, like Europe was in this real like struggle between um, allowing citizens rights while still maintaining the king's role you know what i mean like there's like this thing of where it's like okay well we should actually because like we know that like citizens should have rights and many citizens wanted rights and they were like if we don't give them rights we're probably gonna have problems which <laughs> this revolution um <laughs> this is also the revolution from uh Le Miserable, by the way um yes um so if you ever if you if you like that musical and depressing movie then uh, that's uh oh actually yeah 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 this is it yeah 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 because he published it like 20 years after which is kind of um oh no 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 sorry that was the 1832 rebellion so ignore me uh, that's wrong there were many 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 revolutions and rebellions in france <laughs> are you telling me that we made a mistake about history on this video game podcast i know right there you go <laughs> um it's just the stupid dates can i remember the freaking dates right um but actually the storming that you see in this like where they're um coming up against uh the um the like courtroom that is actually like fairly similar to what happens in the actual revolution um i gotta say them french they love storming stuff <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway um it's just fun because like when you think about ace attorney and sorry i, I know i'm talking way too much on this but we just got into history and this is my <laughs> jam <laughs> but like it's, when you, okay, it's okay yeah you're like it's cool it's cool i told them um they're gonna carry later episode for me so i'm gonna carry this one a little bit <laughs> um but when you think of Ace Attorney, right, like they're talking about like that game was sort of critiquing the foibles and the flaws of the Japanese judicial system, right, where it says that it really, really favors the prosecutors um, to the point of where it's like, because it, like, I don't know, when you think of American, I'd say British and Canadian to an extent, um, obviously there's difference, but particularly in American, like the concept these days is that like the burden of proof lies with the prosecution, right? But I think the real like, thing in japan that they were critiquing is that it actually seems more like the defense has to prove they're innocent um and there's an assumption that the prosecution is right um which seems like that kind of inverse of the concept right like it should be the prosecution who have to work hard to prove that you did the crime um i think that's what i struggled with with those games because it just felt dumb and i think that that, that i think the critique of japan yeah (laughs) and i get that point but it's also in the sense of Like almost a righteous indignation. Like I, I suppose I would compare it to when a game is asking you to do something in a stupidly short time window, or when like unrealistic things are asked of you. It's just like, oh come on! Like <laughs> it felt unjust, and I get that that's the point, but also I didn't. didn't yeah, that, I mean that's fair. You, do, you you know, like if it doesn't resonate, that's just yeah, that's fine. Like that happens, right? <laughs> but I take the point. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. But it's sort of like I think it makes sense why, right? Like it's kind of like when you look at the. When you look at it in that in that sense, I think it makes more sense, and it's probably mm. why. I also think maybe something that helps with it is that, and and actually, I think this could be a flaw of Ace Attorney's um, 
localization, right? I think that might be the problem is that because they tried to make it seem like it's an American thing when they localized it, I think that's an issue. Like, had it simply stayed, because that's actually where I think the Great Ace Attorney succeeds, is that it's very clear that you are a Japanese person in Britain. And so the system that's like, it feels more legitimate. And also because what you're talking about with like, in this game, whereas we know it's a corrupt system, when you're going there, you know, as you're entering Britain in like the 1800s, that you're entering a corrupt system. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, this is an imperial like an empire right now i have a strong feeling their judicial system isn't like super fair you know Um, so it kind of like makes more sense so yeah i think i could i can see what you're saying where there'd probably be a flaw to those early ones that this game kind of avoids um anyway sorry okay that's long of it so why don't we hear a little bit like what were some of the endings that people got because i know i got what i think is considered the good ending i technically got all three However, when I did the replay, I got the B ending, which is the one where the king has the trial. Yeah. Um, is banished yes. and like runs away, and then like you have the whole aftermath. But I remember on I want to say the C ending, mm-hmm. and I actually just want to pick your brain on the historical aspect of it quickly. Um, oh, yeah. You find out in that ending that JJ is in fact someone called the Viridian Killer. Oh, yeah. Is that historical or is that just something they pulled out of their ass? I don't know. I think they just pulled out of their ass, to be honest with you. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I've I've never heard of something um, that could be a thing. You know what I mean? Like, it it could be. Um, Okay. But I actually don't know if I've ever heard of something like that. I mean, let, let's be real here. Um, there is almost certainly, certainly, um, a serial killer in France at some point. You know what I'm saying? But no, what is, I don't believe it. What I think is more likely is that <laughs> there's um, Larry Butts has a big running joke about the color Viridian in Phoenix, right? In, in the Trials and Tribulations game. And I'm almost certain that that's probably an Easter egg for uh, Ace Attorney. That could make a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which one do you get, Paola? Because you said you'd only got the one ending. Yeah, I got the the, the brilliant killer ending where um, the Sparrow's son ended up like uh, stopping everything and like doing the defense on everything because well JT just didn't believe in the in the judicial system anymore and was like I'm done with this bye and then <laughs> he came back as a very young killer and I was like holy <laughs> that's that's the ending I got I I actually found interesting that they let you like just walk off the whole thing and end up with uh oh my god the the rooster i forgot the name of the rooster but oh, um, severin kakarika yeah kakarika um mm. it, you could just walk off and let kakarika die and i'm like or like be tortured I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe they actually let you do that. And that choice, spoiler, is how you get all the endings. 
what happens immediately before and sometimes during that trial is entirely what determines which ending you get. Yeah. But I think that, that speaks to a broader success of the game, I think, which is that rather than um, the trials being like a, an obstacle that you have to overcome, the trials are a means to tell the narrative. And yeah. if you succeed or if you fail, those aren't like win and fail states. They are just um, branches and different directions in which the game can go. Um, like with the Catalina example that we talked about at the beginning, where it turns out she's the killer. Um, if you fail to defend her, you don't find out, oh, that was the right choice, because actually she did do it after all. Uh, you assume that you failed. And then the story goes in broadly the same direction, but JJ's now carrying this extra guilt with him. Uh, and I think that's a really interesting approach. Wait, I didn't know you can actually like fail that trial. Like, Oh, yeah, you can absolutely fail that trial. Like with the red herring or something like that? Um, I Just by failing to like hit all the points in terms of um, defending her. I see. You, you can just fudge the defense. And then what happens there is uh, she, you, you never explicitly find out what's going to happen to her, but it, it's heavily implied that she gets um, the, the, um, uh, the humane guillotine. Yeah, well, I mean, that's like, again, France at this point, has gone back to the just it's murder you just get killed when you <laughs> cry yeah murder. yeah interestingly Classic. enough when i was thinking so i was like thinking about the serial killer stuff another reason why i think there likely wasn't anything is just because like honestly the term serial killer is like a modern term anyway so like i don't even think they would <laughs> to just i don't yeah, even know fine. how they would have labeled it like there is one person recorded in the 1830s no. whose name Hélène Jagado, um, who so she's a lady who um she killed like 23 to 36 people with arsenic um because she was a domestic servant and she'd rob her employers um and poison them and she poisoned between 1833 and 1841 and then her final spree was in 1851 but she was caught and uh guillotined that year um and she was only like so they had a statue of limitations at this point by the way, which is wild for murder, which I'm like, that's insane that there was a statue of limitations, but it had run out on the other ones. Um, so she was only charged for three uh, murders and three attempts. And so, uh, but I'm like, that's insane. I was like, how do you have a statue of limitations for murder? You can tell what a, what a society is like, that there are many revolutions and like lots of deaths. If they put a goddamn statue of limitations on murder, <laughs> they're like, oh no, but, but that was 10 years ago. It's fine. <laughs> you know, like mother of God. It's also much of a muchness. Like, yeah, she only got charged for three, but what were they going to do? Guillotine her twice? I know, right? Like, ultimately, they're just like, uh, we found out way too late anyway. Let's just kill her. <laughs> <You're> like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, I do think, like, it's interesting. I, I like that the game, I think ultimately, because like, I talked about this too when we were going on, just like talking about the game at first, is like, I don't, I didn't love the three endings thing that much, only because there's just not a lot of an impetus to play again to get the other ones. And also I think I just prefer, I don't know. I just didn't, it made the game feel even shorter in a way. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of like, Oh, I actually love this so much that I would have preferred a little more game instead of all the different endings. But I respect the kind of um, the concept behind it. And I, I am also glad that the endings are so wildly different. I think that's pretty cool. Um, you go for it, but it's like you know when I beat it, I was like, I'm, I think I'm good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah, 
It's, I definitely felt that way in my second pass, but then like I'd played all the endings already. Um, so I was just like, for these purposes, I'm happy with whatever ending I get, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. And it is a it is a short game. It definitely bears repeating. It. It's like three proper trials. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, yeah. there's like that, you know, impromptu trial, which is very important. <laughs> the one that you hold with the prosecutor who you could just have killed. Um, it's like, dear God. I, I would almost call that a half trial, though, because you yeah. don't really do any prep for it. It's just what you happen to have. And um, depending on which storyline you do, you don't play it. So, yeah, that's like true. Three, three and a half trials. Let's go with a half trial. Yeah. And the. Uh, the investigation is so important. The one thing I do love about this game is how flexible they are with you repeating investigation moments. Like I definitely went through at one point and I was like, Oh, this is clearly a, like a bogus storyline and I'm just wasting investigation days. So I could just back up on the map and be like, all right, I'm going to start this one. You know what I mean? Cause I was like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. I think that's a really handy feature instead of locking me out and just being like too bad. You picked this. I just like that. They allow you to kind of, Go and just select all you want. And I'm very happy that I got the red herring achievement because that was very fun. Remind me what that is because I didn't do it my second pass and it like slipped my mind. You present the red herring at one point and you like, they'll like ask you like, are you seriously going to pursue this line of questioning? And you're like, yes, I am. And you're like, go through it. Like, and do this thing on a red herring. And then it's just like, they just shut you down pretty hard. They're like, it's a fish. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just get like made fun of and then you get something where it's like pursue the red herring or something like that i don't know i can't remember yeah uh, um, the red herring. it's pretty funny i love that energy throughout there's like such a uh a genuine enthusiasm to some of the humor mm-hmm. oh like your little accomplice with tact and yeah sparrows <laughs> and just pouts up and he's like ah not sparrows is it sparrows yes yeah, jj yes, falcon sparrows yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, sparrows just a vibe Oh, absolutely. It. He's like pure I, chaos. So I love how part of the evidence, he got part of the evidence by smelling chocolate. Yes, yes. He's a key it was witness. beautiful. And when he ate the the wrapper, I was like, Sparrow, so for fuck's sake, why are you like this? I mean, we got the evidence, but you almost died there, buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think my favorite humor was definitely the librarian there. I just love how he got worn down with their stupid questions. <laughs> Every interaction was just like, yes, here we go. Try and remember what else there was. Oh, when uh, you had the option to break into the um, photographer's like, house. Oh, and... yeah. And did we talk about the pot already? No. The pot, the pot, the the one from the was the kangaroo. Well, I was thinking from the museum where you, like you can steal the copper pot, so you could buy a pot from a kangaroo, but you Wait, can you instead, can steal it. That's what oh, I yeah, did. I stole the pot. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to pay, so I just went to the museum and stole it. And I was like, you just take a precious pot. Around. He's like, what else can we steal? It's like, no, no, this is enough. <laughs> you could steal it yeah, oh, yeah. You, you don't have to um buy fishing wire either you can trick the kingfisher into basically giving you his mm-hmm. like the bullet pulling device you actually don't need to spend a franc on yeah oh my god i think that's something they underused to be fair the, the money system in the game like it popped yeah. up a couple of moments but it didn't really 
deserve a massive um, thing in the plot. Like, I think you need some, oh, depending on what ending you get, to get the information from um, the fox, whatever his actual name is. Um, or oh, whatever his name associates. Uh, oh, and, oh, yeah, yeah, the foxes. I forget the foxes. Yeah, the private detective agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think other than that, I think that's the only thing you actually need money for. Mm. Otherwise, it's just this weird superfluous sort of appendage on the game systems. But yeah. It also doesn't really get in the way. Oh, and can we mention the Facebook as well? Oh, yeah, the Facebook. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I made a face. I, love that I actually I played a lot of the blackjack mini game. I don't know. I just wanted that money. It was very fun. Um, like they just have a blackjack game in this that you can make money in if you need to make money for anything. Um, that's pretty fun, honestly. Like because I don't know. I'm always down for a little thing of blackjack. <laughs> One nice thing I too spent is like that, half an hour there. Yeah, yeah. I definitely spent time. And when I saw it, I went, "Oh shit! I'm going to spend time on this." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think overall, like it's it's. I would love to see more games inspired by Ace Attorney, honestly, because like it's just so fun to kind of get a little bit of a glimpse into a different kind of world setting for it. Um, and I love this sort of maybe I don't know if it's just a trend these days, but there seems to be more and more like historically set games, particularly in this like I'm thinking of Professor Cal, uh, very I'm thinking of AV Attorney, even at some of the other Professor Cal, Cal very games. I probably should have came up with more examples before I said this, but I know there are others out there. <laughs> and it's just, I really dig this kind of, and I don't know what's making it easier to do this or something. Like, I don't know, if maybe just like, you know, editing tools are so easy now to like edit um, and like, you know, recreate um, from already taken images. Like maybe we're just getting so good at this now that it's like an easier prospect to do. But um, I don't know. I just love it. I want to see more of this. I'm just like, yes, take old, incredibly weird and wonderful art and make games out of it, please, because I'm fucking loving it. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I suppose it's tricky because I'm, I'm skimming through the book now. There's um, there's a scan of it available free on a public domain website that I will make sure that we sort of put in the description for anyone that does want to go and look into it. There's not that many drawings I, I mean, I'm, I'm actually quite impressed that they've managed to pull as many characters as they have from the limited settings that there are that you can sort of pull them in such a way that they're usable. Mm. Um, but I think more than that, and this is something that you've hinted at when we've spoken about it before, Alex, I think this sort of highlights the difficulty in building a big Ace Attorney game <laughs> and just how much work is involved in, in scripting and, and blocking and making everything fit together. Because this is a game that didn't cost loads, but it clearly cost it enough. Um, and it's like a little three-hour thing with one key decision. Yeah, which is why it's like when you think about the... I don't know, when I'm playing this, it made me appreciate the Ace Attorney games more because I'm like, mm. holy shit, like, they're like, you know, 24, 30 hours usually long. And it's like, holy hell. like, And with far more moving parts as well, I think that bears yeah. highlighting. And it's also why I think, yeah, sometimes they're a little more structured. Like, you know, there's only really a, like, you know, a specific way to get through the games. But like, that's also part of the joy of them. They're they're kind of like those, um, you know, find the thing games, right? Like the I spies and stuff in, in some ways, right? Like their investigations are kind of like find the objects and then 
mm. have the right conversations now use the right items at the right moments and like that kind of deal which um i also think the strength of that is that they control the pacing significantly better so like aviary attorney's pacing yeah. isn't that important because it's so short uh, and i think that's actually like probably one of the reasons why they besides it being complicated it's actually kind of in their benefit that it's a short game because if they're giving you so much freedom to go where you want there's not really any guarantee um i find especially with like different endings that like you're going to be hitting those highs at the same times and like you kind of argue it's similar to like that case attorney as well particularly in the investigation scenarios but the trials are just so much longer in the ace attorney games that you can kind of structure those highs a little a little more um, whereas I find in, in aviary attorney, the, the trials are very, very quick. Um, but I did like their system of like seeing the, um, like, and usually in ace attorney, you're like scrolling through, um, uh, statements and then you could yep. press them or you could present. But in this one, it was neat. Cause they would show you just like an entire statement a person made. And then you would just select the the keywords, which I was like, that's pretty cool. Actually. I did like that. Um, so. yeah. I also think it almost works for the game that it's short because it's, mm-hmm. And this is something that indies so often really, really nail and more and more some bigger games are starting to lean into. Just a more concise package. Guerrilla tactics, like gets in, does its thing. All right, go and move on with your day, like crack on with whatever else you want to do. I think there's something really strong to be said for for that setup by contrast. And I think it does really well for that. Yeah, I also don't know if this game could hold over a longer period. Like, I don't know if the characters mm. are enough of characters. Like, I love them. But they're also very. Um... How much more slack is there? I totally get that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because they're so ham, they're so hammy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So there is that question of where it's like, I don't know how much more you the game we could put into this if we were to extend these jokes like this much further. So it, to me, yeah, it does feel like the perfect package. Like it's just like just the right amount there. It isn't like neither to charity doesn't overstay its welcome either. So it's just perfect in that regard. And, and speaking of the perfect amount, is that the perfect amount for this episode? Is there I anything else so. anyone wants to throw in in terms of final thoughts? I feel like I've said everything I wanted to say. I'll be real. Yeah. Yeah, Same we, here. I don't think I want to add anything else. It, yeah. If we go too much longer, we're going to be, you know, like a third of the game. So I think we have to... <laughs> too shy. Hold there. But yeah, I mean, basically, that's our thoughts on Aviary Attorney. It's a fantastic game. Highly, highly recommend checking out, especially if you like the Ace Attorney series. But even if you don't, like Rick, not a fan. He still loved it. So uh, mm-hmm. give it a shot. You can get it on Switch. You can get it on um, any of the main consoles, I believe, mm-hmm. PC... Uh, Steam, yeah, it's all over. I know it's on Steam and Switch. I don't know about the other ones. Yeah, maybe I'm talking about my arse. Um, at the very least, Steam and, and Switch. Yeah. It's and possibly at most. Definitely on yeah. Windows, Linux, Mac, and Switch. Nothing else. <laughs> oh, dear. All the main ones. <laughs> all right. Toodaloo, folks. Thanks for tuning Take in. Take it easy.